that's what I used to do and when I was um doing live AV. They go, oh, it's a bit, I can't hear it. And then you pretend to move something on the mixer and you're how's like, that? how's that? <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, that's perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, just like I knew it would be. Yeah, just like I EQ'd it two hours before you got here. <laughs> Wanker. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Get in the gate. This is episode 34. We are talking spirits. We are the Get in the Gate team. My name is Mitch. Joining me, as always, Matty Gibson, Yow. Brendan Gibson, Ow. and Reese Gibson. Jeez, hi there. <laughs> Get in the gate. We are three Stargate <laughs> veterans. <Equality>. <laughs> Multicultural. <laughs> We're introducing a new watcher to the show. Reese is that newbie. He's watching each episode for the very first time, giving us a look through fresh eyes while Matty, Brendan, and I talk about it. As old school fans that we are, welcome boys back again. Oh, good to be back. Isn't it? For Wonderful. another great episode. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's revert to the uh, duh, duh, duh see what this great episode is about. <laughs> All right, uh, SG-11 vanishes while negotiating the mining rights of a valuable mineral on a planet inhabited by a tribe known as the Salish. Salish? Salish? Salish. Wow, it's a long sentence. Can the SG-1 team find their lost colleagues without angering the planet's mystical spirits? Or will they become the spirit's next victims? That's not bad, actually. It's probably the best synopsis. Hmm. In a while. In a while. Yeah. They play up SG- SG-11 a lot. Who really don't yeah. have much to do with this episode? I thought but... it stopped at SG-10, mm. to be honest. So, <laughs> yeah. Ever-growing. Yeah. Did you seriously not like this episode? No, I, lo- I loved it when I first watched it, but it's, nah. it's kind of hard to keep watching. I could, like, ne- I could never get on board this one. Because of the kind of the whole four flap vagina mouth thing. It's <laughs> yeah. A little disconcerting. Old <laughs> fish face. Like yeah. he, took, he took me back to the conversations we had when we reviewed um, Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars. Yeah. Talking about vagina face. <laughs> Great <laughs> episode. Good enough without a lot of vaginas in that. <laughs> but at the same time, great prosthesis and they would have had a lot of mechanical stuff in there because the gills are actually moving around. Flapping and... and Look, look more well. a little blue waffle face than vagina face, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, don't Google blue waffle. For the yeah. Life. No. <laughs> <Do not>. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go on. You'll never be happy you, again. You are the new viewer, so we always go to you first before, as you said last week, Brendan taints your opinion on it. So, yeah. um, mate, I haven't uh, listened Brendan's to taint. I, <laughs> I haven't oh. listened to what Brendan said for a good twenty odd years. <laughs> <laughs> I learned my lesson when That's I was young. That's why you have that haircut. <laughs> 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 Boom! Dre's coming out swinging. Oh, oh, wow. So you're a fan oh. of this one, Reese? Yeah, mate. I, I I liked it. Um, the main reason I liked it is the how they were trying to coexist with the humans and and not interrupt their way of evolution. I thought that was a real real clever way to sort of join them together. And what are the, what are they called? The aliens. The vagina face. The vagina faces. <laughs> yeah. Do they give them a name? Fish That's, face. Yeah, I don't know. Like they... as a group, I mean, there's obviously Zales and uh, what's and the wolf chick's name? Cl- I'll keep going, shall I? <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is not going to end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't think they gave him a name. But yeah, I, I just, I, yeah, I loved it how they were so evolved and, and 
yeah, they just wanted to to um, to share their lives with um, old uh, Tunani and all his his guys, but not interrupt them or not overtake their their way, but also protect them in a way. So yeah, I thought I thought it was really interesting. It's a little bit, I guess, like uh, what Thor is to his race in a way. Like they're, they're, they're yeah, protecting true. them and, and they've got all the capabilities to be able to flood them with technology, but don't. But at the same time, it is, it's is—it's got that culture to it, you know, Native American uh, Indian culture to it. And, and that's what I love. Like I love any indigenous culture mm. just seems so cool in the way that like, you know, they've mm. sort of carried on their traditions and cultures and things into modern day, but we can still look at it with modern day eyes and go, that that's such a cool way of looking at the world and, mm. and, and looking after the land and things. And I still found the SG one going to uh, Tunani is, is what, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, they went to visit him and he, they're so primitive in the way of the way they live and technology and stuff, but still seem to be so much more evolved than our humans because mm. of the way they see the world and they understand the spirits enough to just get along with their life. But yeah, yeah not, well, that's, not that's... to the extent of when they're revealed to be aliens and things like we blow the secret, but it's sort of like, that mm. doesn't, that's not information they needed to know to be able to exist with coexist with. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's true of, of, you know, native, native American nature in general is, you know, just to go with the flow and accept what's happening and that mm. sort of stuff. Yeah. But I feel like, and I hate to bring it up in this room, but emancipation, um, we talked about how that episode like just doesn't get aired anymore. Like even the people mm. who made it are like, <sighs> And we thinking? and we discussed maybe maybe because it was a bit too racial, you know, because these you know these these Mongolian Huns hadn't evolved in in these thousands of years. They were still you know living in skins and huts and all that sort of stuff. So I find it interesting that they revisited again in this episode in terms of well, these Native Americans haven't evolved or mm. or changed their ways. So to me, it's interesting that they're happy to replay this episode, but potentially not emancipation due mm. to sort of racial. Well, I guess you know sensitivity. It's With- a trinium as well. Mm. I think that's for me. That's my my favorite part of that. This episode is the it's it's lighter than steel, heavier than mm. anything else. I only say it like once or twice. Though. I remember because obviously mm. tri- without giving it away for Reese, tritium does become very important sort of later down the line. And when it does start becoming really important, I was like, "What the hell is this tritium they're talking about?" Yeah. And it was only in rewatching it, you know, many years later, I was like. Oh, this is where it shoehorn in because I very rarely go back to this episode. Mm. Might be the fact they don't enslave their women either. I guess it's probably an easier yeah. repeat mm. viewings than yeah, uh, that's true. good emancipation. But and I... no shitty knife fight at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I look, I would say... Although <laughs> when you first see the, the the spirits come up and go, you know, to you know, whack their yeah. their wrists together, I'm like, oh, yeah. oh is that like? <laughs> Yeah, and then when Hammond does it, you're like, "All right, I will." You <laughs> lost hey, what, me. Wasn't he a dick in this episode? Like, yes. we're going to go and steal it from him. Ah, uh, general, you can't do that. Shut up, I'm the boss. And actually, like, I have, we I had, I had, I'm the orders. boss, and I'm a white American. Yeah, we're going to go into those Native Americans yeah. and take what we want. Yeah. <laughs> kill them if we have to. It's I like, had that written, settle down. Yeah, this is 1998. I had that written down as a note. I'm like, I think this is one of the episodes of why it took me so long to come around to Hammond. Yeah, because you just start to like him. He does, you know, he's pretty cool in a couple yeah. of the, the sort of more, more recent episodes, and then he pulls shit like this, and I was like, "Fuck you, Whitey!" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Whitey. But never in any other episode has he like. There's been plenty of cool shit that they could have brought back to Earth and used uh, for their benefit, but never has he gone. Oh yeah, well we're going to go in and take it by force. Yeah, yeah. Like. It, but this stuff, yeah, okay. It seems so the, out of character. The like, gamekeeper yeah. was perfect example of that. They seemed to have just left. Yeah. yeah. The one like where that. they were stuck yeah, in the virtual sweet. reality. Yeah. And this is just a raw metal that they've got to do their own shit to. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. As opposed to other places where there's tech ready to go, you know, yeah. ready for the taking. And they're just like, 
no, nah, no, nah, we want this raw metal mm. that we've got to do shit like. Oh, I just. Uh. They do revisit this kind of idea in, I think, probably season seven, maybe with um, Enemy Mine. It's a. Oh yeah, that was cool. Which is one of my favourite episodes of all time of Stargate, and I feel like that it it broaches this topic a little bit better and a little more. A little more sci-fi, mm. you know, the way mm. they do it. This one really touches home because they really... Yeah, it's basically just Native Americans. Yeah, they really hammer home sort of the Native American <laughs> yeah. sort of aspect of it. And then it's such... I think, for me, it was, a, it was a bridge too far with, you know, obviously they're trying to make these vagina-faced aliens look so alien and so different from uh, the Salish. Mm. But it's just like, did we really need the gills and the, you know, all that sort of... And then those... Silver shiny outfits, <laughs> yeah. And when Zales is like up on the um, uh, the like the the bed at SG One, he's got these little like silver booties on, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> and it's like you can clearly see the zip in the back of him, like from the yeah. costuming department. <laughs> he's wearing silver. He must be an alien. Yeah, and like <laughs> Wolf Chick's got like a classic '90s lesbian hairdo <laughs> with like the spikes and the and the frosted tips and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And I'm going, really cliche. I yeah I couldn't and the, the, like Mitch was saying the silly hand gestures I couldn't I couldn't cop those they were weird and it's like all the men did it with fists all the women did it a yeah, with diff- hands as, with hands yeah and then Zales did one of each and oh, I was right. like really <laughs> who, who directed this one Martin Wood yeah that's who right who is you know just one of the most epic directors they have but um yeah I. I don't know. Yeah, there are a few things that I'm sort of just like, what the hell? Like when um, Carter goes in and and, um, and Tunani is like, oh, yeah, speak to the spirits, you know? And, and she's like, oh, this is so crazy. Like, this is weird. I'm like, everything that you've seen so far in your missions mm. and this is weird, like you don't believe this? Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? This like, is a bridge too far for you? Yeah. <laughs> just do what he says and talk to the dog. Yeah. I think maybe that, that sort of view from, from our team is what helps save, I guess, Tunani's, uh, the, or the way that I perceive Tunani's, because you know he was he was just so naive and innocent in a way. But mm. and I, I think they could have in another episode, in, in a different way of writing this episode, really could have grinded on me. Him just going, "Yes, Sam, that's the spirits. Mm. They will listen to you. Go into the mountains and talk." It's like, "Oh, well, they're, they're, that, that, that's actually just a bird." Well. It's always worked out for us, Sam. It's like, yeah. well, it could have just been the way that the weather, you know, they could just, the water could just wash stuff down by a chance. You know, it's science. <laughs> yeah. mm. No, it's that bird. My dad talked to it. It's like, <laughs> it's like dude, yeah, but oh, like some meet somewhere in the middle. But I think, yeah, the, the little annoying quips of, of, of our team throughout this episode or just, you know, Hammond, the, the overall arc of the mission mm. of why SG-11 was there and things probably saves, you know, other things that would have really annoyed me about the, the native population on that planet being so primitive and, and so naive and so innocent. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It is it is a real mix. And maybe that's what, I mean, the... The writer of the episode, and it's not—he's not a first-time writer for SG One. Uh, Tor, um, Tor Alexander Valenza. Yeah, great name. And I, I don't know when the last time he actually wrote an episode. It's not like he's a a horrible writer of, of Stargate or anything. But Martin Wood is a great director, and obviously one of the long-standing ones. So maybe it's sort of—I think—it's a mix of good and in, and bad in a way of like you know. I think this is the first one he's written, but he has been like a story editor. <laughs> right. Okay. I knew on, I'd seen his name. Yeah. yeah. Around and that sort of thing, but um. And he stays a story editor for like season two and season three. But I've, there's there's a part of me that's like, oh, I kind of wish that Tanane and his people had been the vagina-faced aliens and that was they just chose to live that way. Yeah, okay. But then, of course, that would have been a just direct rip-off of, say, like The Knox or something like that, yeah. where mm. it's 
this unsuspecting people turn out to be the really technologically advanced superior superior mm. being. So I think that might have been one of the reasons they maybe threw that that curveball at us with um, Zales and um, Wolf Girl. What, I can't remember her name. What, what they call Wolf Wolf Girl? But Takaya. Um, Takaya. That's it. God, you're good with names. <laughs> it's um, funny, isn't it? I wrote a, it down. <laughs> did they give a, like a P3 something something for this episode? Um, not sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that one? PXY887. That's what that she is. She just made it up. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> no so one would have known. So I wrote it down. Brennan was saying earlier, Reese, that when they reveal, you know, the mm. vagina-faced aliens and things, that was like, oh, really? That <laughs> That's sort of... just their name. Know, now, just, like, yeah. For any any women that are listening, yes, we do know what one looks like. We're yeah. not just sort of, you know, like... But that's the first time we've seen six at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> And, and it's too long-winded to call them the extremely unappealing vagina-faced aliens. Like, that's, that's too wordy. But uh, you have uh, Tanane and, and his people, and they're referring to these spirits. Did you think that they were, like I was saying, naive and they were full of it, or did you expect some big reveal? And when it happened, was it anywhere near what you expected? Yeah, no, I, I, honestly, I wasn't expecting a reveal. I'm sort of thinking... Like the, the the real Native American way, how how they do live off the land, and and their their gods are the you know the land and the the spirits and the animals and all that sort of thing. And uh, but yeah, I I completely I was completely surprised when when they actually revealed that they were actually aliens that mm. took that took that form. I think too, you you are used to SG one going around to different planets and telling everyone or the natives that whatever they believe is incorrect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's so only one God, son. I think it's actually good that, you know, the hubris of SG-1 has actually let them down in this and the confidence of Tanane to say, no, Sam, that's what we do. And I'm like, yeah. okay, that's a lesson that, that they need to know and we need to know moving forward that we may not, oh, <laughs> you know, freedom in Liberty Bells ain't always good. Yeah, and that's what I that's what I liked about Tunani. It's not necessarily that he was naive about it, but he's just like so non-judgmental. Like, yeah. hey, these guys haven't caused us any harm, so yeah. you know, it is what it is. I'll I'll take them for what they are. So mm. and then that's why when when they're like, Oh, you know, we are your spirit, what you knew as the spirits, and he's like, That's fine. Yeah. You you've been good to us, I don't care. Like, I, yeah. I, my, I think my favorite line is when Tilt goes was trying to explain it to Tanane and he's like, my people would like slaved enslaved by a fake guy wolds who mm. lied to us basically. And he, Tanane pauses and he's like, thinks about it. I feel sorry for your people, Tilk, but my not spirits don't like that. He's I'm just like, a cool oh, guy. Yeah. I love him. I love <laughs> him. He's awesome. I'd be nice with him. <laughs> You're right though. I guess it is, it is in a way, another little throwback to the Knox like that, where it's like SG1, you've, you've had experiences before where, your belief system isn't necessarily what's right, you know? Mm. So, yeah, maybe don't just go in there and it's black or white. Maybe have that gray area where the knocks exist that these primitive people yeah. that you are judging mm. immediately off appearance maybe aren't full of shit. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I guess it's that perception of, yeah, you guys are living in a, in a, in a primitive kind of um, world. But, I mean, that's what made me think was when these aliens were... We're protecting them Fake. per se. <laughs> yes, they were protecting them from enemies, but they're also protecting them from civil evolution where, you know, people come in and Yeah, and outside say, influence. Yeah, and, this and isn't how it is. Let's build buildings and bring in technology. But and when you think about it, if that, that never sucks. happened on Earth, 
Like mm. in their eyes, it's not a primitive world. Like they've they've evolved just the same. You know, they yeah. A metropolitan environment doesn't mm. necessarily mean. Uh, an advanced civilization. Like yeah. they're clearly very healthy because they, they do mention sort of some of their medicines and that sort of thing that they have. Yeah. They're clearly very advanced with like their trinium that could just go straight through the gate and yeah. pierce that bulletproof um, glass. <laughs> yeah. Like they don't need guns if they've got a trinium bow and arrow yeah. that can go through the gate, through that no. um, a glass and straight into Jack. It's yeah. like, well, yeah. That's all they need, you know, in terms of defense and that sort of... Plus, they've obviously got the vagina-faced aliens to protect them and all that <laughs> yeah, sort of yeah, stuff yeah. as well. So, yeah, and I think that's that was one of the good things about Tonane is he, he was a really nice red herring in terms of his chilled and laid-back attitude. Mm. I think SG-1 perceived as unintelligence and naivety. Yeah. But, in fact, he was he knew the score. Yeah. He knew what was going on, but he just he's just such a laid-back guy. He wasn't giving up everything straight up. Yeah. You know, so I think that was a nice sort of little balance there. But yeah, once we sort of have the reveal of, of, um, uh, Zales and, and Takai and stuff like that, I was like, Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, nah, not, not copping it, not buying it, not buying it. <laughs> now I ask you, Maddie, cause you often look into things like this, uh, Zales and I know you said you can't remember the wolf chick's name, Takaya. but it's Takaya. Takaya. Are they actual like Native American you know, sp- uh, spirit or gods, for for lack of a better word. I you know, know Zales is, so I presume Takaya is as well. Because yeah. that's the only two they sort of threw I, in by name. I guess like where you got the, the Gould and their influence on ancient Egyptian culture with your Anubises and your Apophises and Hathors and things, those are like obviously figures and names that we in real life are familiar with. And that's, why, that's where the show has, you know, birthed a lot mm. of its mythology. But I just thought, well, and, and they explain that in show that those figures weren't mythical sort of, you know, ideas like they are in our world. They were actual aliens and then they weren't able to associate with our people anymore because the Stargate got buried, blah, blah, blah. Whereas here, the spirits have only come into contact with those Native Americans that have been taken away from Earth already. So I was Mm. wondering, well, they've never actually been in contact with Earth-based Native American people. So would they have carried over real names? But I guess if Zales is, maybe... Yeah, but we're just, I, we're just borrowing I mean, from real I could life be, and inserting I could be thinking it. of that. Is it like a jewelry or a sandwich shop in America called Zales? That could be what I'm thinking of. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. But I've googled. I haven't, I've I haven't googled, done uh, the actual research. So. I've googled, googled Zales phonetically and also the way they spell it, and all I see is pictures of uh, SG1 and also motorbikes. So <laughs> I'm feeling it's not. Yeah, right. Okay. But speaking of the actual the um, the actor that did play Zales is a pretty solid um, sort of character actor for SG-1. Um, he comes back later on to play Michael in 1969. Mm-hmm. He plays a couple of Unas, Shy One and Iron Shirt. Um, he plays Egar in Metamorphosis in like season six. And he plays Warwick, which I know Brennan will hate because he hates that episode. Um, from Space I'm, Race. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's a horrible episode. So I don't think... I think <laughs> Of the six or seven characters he plays, you only actually see his face oh, so that's yeah. unobscured. Thankfully, because I know there's a lot 1969. of 1969. Yeah, there's a lot of actors that we've mentioned, or you guys have mentioned in past episodes, referencing, uh, in fairness, to season seven or eight of SG One or or Stargate Atlantis, that they come back and they're humanoid and then playing another humanoid, and it's mm. like, well, just kind of forget that they were ever in the show. Yeah, before. Atlantis, mm. I think, is the worst offender for that in yeah. terms of yeah. bringing back um, actors that they like. Yeah, and just. Well, Com- there's... combing their hair in the other direction and going, it's a completely different <laughs> <Yeah>. character. <laughs> it's not what you know, people. We uh, we did have a bit of continuity from uh, a pretty bad episode from last season, The First Commandment. 
Oh. Um, the lieutenant that they save at the start of the episode, Lieutenant oh, Connors. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> <laughs> he's Captain Connors in this uh, yeah. in this episode as part of SG Eleven. The tall black guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's the same guy from, from oh. first group. So he's had he's had a promotion. And he's so it's the same character. Yeah, same actor oh, as well. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. And um, he's got a promotion. He's on a different team. I did actually have to go back. Still and... not having much luck. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is useless. <laughs> How did he get a promotion? Last year, one of been captured a million times. Yeah. So. And yeah. is this, Reese? I think this we've we've joked about this um, for you in the past. Is like by the time we get to like season six or season seven or something like that. SG1 are basically going through the gate in tank tops with their flak jackets. Oh, and that's yeah. This is, I think, yeah, the first the time first we singlet. see them like, singlet, just in their, black, oh in their black shirts and not having like the green gear over the top. Yeah, yeah. Just, it seemed just because it was a little bit hot. I mean, they've been to desert planets <laughs> and still yeah. been fully yeah. clothed, but this was a bit muggy, so they're like, nah, Jack's not here, Sam's in charge, let's just all take the jackets off. Right. Shirt's off time. And uh, we'll just stroll around and get the guns out. Tilk with no sleeves. Yeah, yeah. Judge is like, oh, I've been working on my triceps. I'm getting these bad boys out. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk okay. about the trinium a little bit more because when they're showing the raw trinium, I think it's one of them goes, what is this? And then Hammond's like, it's trinium. Like, don't you know? <laughs> Idiot. Oh, it's Haven't an alien element. <laughs> but anyway, and then it comes flying through through the bulletproof glass through into Jack's arm. Gets wedged in his arm. Was this the same shoulder he got hit from uh, the the time capsule in um, Message in a Bottle? No, opposite one. Opposite one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm like, oh, this must be Richard Dean Anderson's week off because he's not going. <laughs> he's not going off world yeah. this week. He's obviously had an injury or something like that, and he's just like, nah. Yeah, true. Oi. But if he doesn't go, like, shouldn't they be replacing him with someone else, like a another hired gun? You'd think so, wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Because if, if if it's usually four of them, like surely four's the minimum. Yeah, and surely there's no. I mean, as as good as Sam is, surely there's no captains in charge of an SG team. Mm. Like surely colonels yeah. or, or majors, majors got to yeah. be like the minimum requirement to be the the head of a team. Mm. So it's like, but it was good to see. You know, I guess maybe that was just a test for Sam. You know, they were just because mm. I I was assuming Richard Dean Anderson wouldn't be in this again, but then he. Obviously, when he comes back to the boardroom, they're talking about mining the trinium, and then he comes out with this gold. Is anyone at the Pentagon or along the chain of command remotely concerned about their Aboriginal rights, repeating history, that annoyingly pesky moral stuff? That's enough, Colonel. <laughs> with respect, General, I think he's right. Yeah, what the hell? Worked before. I've got assurances. <laughs> That it will only be a small exploratory operation with much less damage to the mountainside. And hopefully, what they don't know won't hurt them. Dismissed. He's just following orders. He probably doesn't like it either. What are you going to do? Yeah, but he usually explains that, doesn't he? He usually says, look, I agree with you, but the president said... Mm. It's yeah. out of my hands, Yeah, girl. like he's, just, he's not usually a, that much of a hard-ass to the team. Like I yeah. said... You whitey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it almost is because they're Native American esque. It's okay. That's what it felt like to me. Anyway. Well, yeah, and that's where it kind of the writing got a little bit sort of sloppy and sort of mm. hitting it too hard on the head. And I like it when it's done in a more clever way, where you yeah. kind of take a completely different situation and yeah. then you can apply it to modern day situations, and, yeah. and it makes it more palatable. But to this, just kind of was a bit yeah, just missed the boat. I did notice something interesting though, right at the end of the episode when um, Tonani and, and Zales and stuff are leaving, and they're able to activate the gate with no kawush. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting. And there's only one other species we well yeah. that we get to see that can actually do that. Yeah. The Nox. Oh, look at you go. Yeah, I remember, I remember. Yeah. Turns yeah. out Reese has been paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> but in the in the pilot, Apophis does it as well, but well, you don't yeah. see how. No. <laughs> yeah. But Lyre just does that weird sort of arm wavy thing and yeah. you know, yeah. the gates up and then these guys kinda do a similar thing. They just do their little fisting thing and um, <laughs> they just fist them. Things. Hey, whoa, come on now. We almost got through it. <laughs> it was always coming, man. The classic Danny boy to the rescue again, um, coming and using his diplomacy to try and calm things down. Mm. And imagine going into that room with a really pissed off woman <laughs> as a dog or a wolf. Mm. And like, oh, before you bite me. Yeah. Like, Just, wait, 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 wait. Pretty impressive considering like 10 minutes earlier he was hiding in a, in a broom closet <laughs> yeah. with <laughs> and now he's just like saving the day. Yeah. He's like, I'll wait till things get really bad yeah, and then yeah. be the hero. Like a head negotiator is hiding in a frigging. <laughs> but it is it is funny how SG One are the only four in the entire base not to be doubled though, because I think Jack, Tilk, and, and Carter are the only ones to make it to the armory. Mm. Yeah, Jackson's hiding out in the closet with Tanane. Yeah, they are the most experienced team though. No, nah, you're right. Mm-hmm. It's SG one. Well, it's I guess SG eleven. I guess at the end of the day, like there's only seven of those aliens that came through. There's only so there's only seven people that could be doubled. Yeah. And I guess there's no point, you know, doubling gate technician number four or anything like that. He's not going to. No, have but any. they make him disappear. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, I suppose. Uh, where do they go when they're not on our phase? Where do you reckon? The uh, cloud. No, in <laughs> they get shrunk down and put into their. <laughs> <laughs> What the? F- <laughs> That's oh, the- I might, I might have to tap out after that one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're running out of things to say about this episode. <laughs> I ran out about 15 minutes ago. So the only, the only thing that I, you know, one of those things that you thought you knew but you didn't. Mm. The handheld guy old weapon, the Zat Nikatel. Mm. I always thought it was Zat Nikatel. Isn't there like five apostrophes in it? Yeah, it's <laughs> Zat Nikatel. That Nick tell, and I'm like, oh, mm. I don't like that. And what, did you guys? <laughs> Twenty years. I know. My life is a lie. <laughs> I just, thought, I just thought it was Zat. And I'm gonna call it a Zat. Can you call it a Zat? It's that time of the week again. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, it's time I to find out if Reese's been, been paying attention. attention. Pretty much um, all gimmies, yeah. Absolutely, they are. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I have a feeling it's gonna be a lot of name and questions in here. <laughs> <Yeah>. Time <laughs> starts at the end of the first question. What is the element the Stargate is made of? Nakwada. Oh. What is the element that the arrow is Trinium. made of? Very good. Damn. What spirit animal is Zales? Oh, raven or crow, whatever it is. Correct. What is the handheld gold weapon called? Zat. I'll accept that. <laughs> what did the indigenous people call the arrow element? Ooh. Oh. oh. Come, oh, come on. on, come on, come on! The, oh, oh I thought you had this! Me too. The key. Uh, so close. I thought we were going to go Sorry. one. Your father made you wrong! <laughs> Look, as much as I love that, I would have loved to have gone a week without hearing you it. stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> but I'm still happy I got to hear it. I thought it. I was... I thought you were... That was a good question, that. that last one. Mm. Thanks. I was, I was thinking of the gift or the... the, the yeah. Key. The key. <laughs> key. 
Oh, you're not doing too bad. Was it three, two weeks in a row, three weeks in a row? You've had four yeah, out of five. Four, yeah. You're killing and it. Like, um, that's a tricky one. I'm throwing one real difficult one at you every week to make sure we never get to the <laughs> <laughs> five, five in a row. Like, right, like, like in season eight, <laughs> what, what did character we haven't been introduced to yet yeah. say on the planet we've never heard of? Like, uh, all right, that is episode 35 of Get Into Gate Spirits. We will be back uh, next, well, not only ne- next week, yes, talking Touchstone. The next three weeks, boys, just looking at what the titles are of the next three episodes, I cannot wait to get to the next three oh, weeks. It's going like, to be good. They are good. They're three in a row. They're all in season two, obviously. But when I think about SG-1 as a 10-season show, these three episodes would be right up there for me. I Definitely. absolutely well, love this Don't talk this about run. too much. You bloody... I'll get my hopes <laughs> up. Well, and there is... <laughs> they won't be as good there as... There is I'm a little bit of controversy hoping. around the order in which to watch them as well. So we're going to sort of have to have, have a little powwow and figure out the best way to watch them because depend very much like with um, well this episode and, and Tokra and mm. a few others, there are some different orders you, they can be watched in depending on what part of the world you live in and, and how you're watching them and where you're watching them and that sort of thing. So... So what am I watching this week? Uh, well, next week. Touchstone. Oh, this week for next week, watch uh, Touchstone. All right. Uh, boys, before we go, actually, something I've been meaning to do for many an episode now, but uh, a few people obviously have been sending us uh, some uh, oh, some messages and stuff. I'd say on, a lot. On the socials, you know. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff there, mainly when we haven't put out an episode and people are um, where, 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 where's this new episode? Yeah. And they send us gifts. It happened one of time. SG1 for like characters, half a week. you know, begging <laughs> us and stuff. So, yeah, thank you for requesting that. And we are hopefully back on the uh, on the good track of one every week. And we won't be missing one for a while. Let's hope. <clears throat> but I'm in charge. So, there's anything's going on. I've got the keys to the door, guys. <laughs> Anything could happen. It's time for the Get Into Gate mailbag. Monthly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean McAllister at Spam2202 on Twitter uh, binged all the episodes this weekend. Yeah, good And man. then saw these at a sci-fi exhibit in London and sent us photos of like some really Ra. sick, like raw uh, pieces. And the... Um, oh, Anubis and Horace. From from the movie. Good Mate, man. Pieces. Can, so I'll put them up on our, uh, on our social pages. If you want to drop two grand, you can get replicas of those big um, helmets on eBay. I just don't have that Look, kind of cash. We could put it this week. We could put it in the group. I spent my own, I still yeah. I pay this week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a new lightsaber. Yeah. I mean, if I'm you d- if you just sort of you know dumb down your your drug habit for one week, you'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all that coke that you're into, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Sniffing tritium. <laughs> and then uh, going back a, f- uh, f- a few weeks, actually, uh, Sarah H at Fat Nerd Fit. Which doesn't sound like you know the nicest Twitter handle she could have given herself, but she actually said, "Well, that was actually going to be mine, but it was taken." So. <laughs> she said, "Get in a gate." The Walter Diaries with a uh, crying face hey. emoji. Keep it up, boys. You make going for runs bearable. Nice. Now, okay, one. Let's well, be honest. Awkward. I don't we go for runs. We haven't done Walter Diaries in a while, so but that's... I get I get told by people that do go for runs. You actually got to get the right song that's got the right rhythm and right mm. beat. Otherwise, you just can't run to it. I can't imagine running to a podcast. But Sarah, that, Sarah, that is a massive compliment. Thank you. Thank yeah, you very much. That's you. excellent. We better get cracking and do some more Walter Diaries then, eh? We haven't done it in a while. No, Walter hasn't been in. So wasn't that why we've been doing the back, Walter Diaries? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't is that it? the whole reason we've been uh, doing? Well, them? I thought it, I didn't think it was just on my shoulders. I thought we were all going to have a crack. Ah, uh, you thought wrong, mate. Yeah, you well, you're the one with Walter's diary, mate. Yeah, you're yeah. the one that said you had, you've you had want... exclusive access to his diary. <laughs> if you want us to read one of his entries, give the yeah. bloody diary to us, You forgot your own mate. fiction that you made up. <laughs> here, here it is, Reese. I hand it to you. Blow the dust off it. And then Eric uh, Fusco. 
I, I don't even know. How you spell it? How you spell it? F U S C O. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Fusco. Fusco. I'm gonna Fusco. go Fusco. I'm going, I'm going Fusco. 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 Oh, what's that? Ooh, Fusco. Fusco. Oh, I like that. Fusco. Sounds a bit Italian. Fusco. He yeah. says, hey, "I fuck got your in- mother. I'm a Fusco." <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> in an episode where we're talking about maybe racial stereotypes. <laughs> Eric says, "I got onto your podcast while binging on Stargate via Hulu, enjoying it quite a bit, especially the insight of the first-time viewer." Thank you, Reese. Oh no, thank you. you. You're welcome. Now, at the end of the SG-1 episode, when they show the executive producer credits, I yell, Cooper! (laughs) In a really bad Aussie accent. I love how he spelt it. R-O-O-B-U-R-T. K-E-E-E-W hyphen P-A-H. Like, Cooper. Cooper. Robert Cooper. <laughs> Robert Cooper. <laughs> That's brilliant. To That's be honest, the, it, like there's no such thing as a bad Aussie accent. No. no, no. Let's be honest. <laughs> Eric, <laughs> Eric, you've nailed that. Like, yeah, we, we have, as Australians, we love hearing people of other um, nationalities and yeah. countries trying to do an Australian accent. It's, and and the worst great. part too is, is it's, it's so accurate because it's like the, the Bogan thing to do at the moment is like, People are spelling their kids' names phonetically. Yeah, like Emily being and a spelled, bogan. A bogan you know, is like M-E-I-L-E-I-G-H-A-H a what a redneck or something, or something like yeah. that. He spelled Robert Cooper as a bogan would spell it. Like, yeah. Speaking of people spelling their kids' names weird, mm. see if you can <laughs> see if you can get this right. Let's yeah. see what the kid's name is. It's spelled J K underscore M N O. J K underscore M N O. Isn't that Pokemon? M N O. J K. Jokemo. Underscore. M N O. Her name is Noel. Oh. J K. No. Underscore. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, that's how it's spelled, and her name is Noel. That's not real. That is fair dinkum. They wouldn't let that through. Oh, if there was ever an argument for sterilization, that is it. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, I was gonna follow it up with something. Right. Now that you've said that, it's nowhere near as good, yeah. but I feel like I gotta throw it out there anyway. Okay, L hyphen A. Liar. Ladasha. Oh, oh no! I have seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. I've I hope it's fake. Ladasha. Ladasha. I thought my my bogan cousin was bad. She spelled her my my nephew's name J A X. S-K-S-O-N or something like that as Jackson. Jackson. But she's thrown like an X in there for absolutely no reason. It's like she's trying to combine Saxon and Jackson together. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. I've got it's... I've got two. Mm. One of them's horrible. One of them's K-San, which, <laughs> yeah. which is actually a Southeast Asian country, mm. but they've named it after Cold Chisel Song, an Australian rock band. That's about the Aussiest thing. The other one yeah. is, the other, <laughs> this is the worst one, and the guy said this to me, he goes, yeah, we're thinking about Anzac for a boy, and I go, oh, what, what do you what do you mean? He goes, you know, Anzac like the biscuit. <laughs> oh no! Okay, <laughs> no. wouldn't have thought so. Yeah, because <laughs> for those who don't know, Anzac is Australian New Zealand New Zealand Army Corps. Yeah. The Anzac biscuit was back in the day, obviously low in low in money. Mm. Anzac biscuits easy to make. They'd send them off to the troops in the war, yeah. and this guy thinks that Anzac. <laughs> He's named after the biscuit. Yeah. Wow. No, and biscuit. what, this year we celebrated the centenary of the Anzacs, 19, yeah. Yeah, 2017. Bloody good biscuit. Like, yeah. Oh, great no it's been around. Oh, but I feel like that bloke <laughs> might need a history lesson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm going to name my daughter Qantas, so it's, it's all good. 
but you'll put a U in there just because yeah. it's right. You know? yeah. K W A N T A S. Your your, your O C D is just like I can't do it. Uh, there needs to be a U in there. Yeah. A silent U. Ah, oh, thank you, Eric. That was brilliant. Well done. And thank you for jumping on the Cooper bandwagoning. Influencing one fan at a time. Yeah. I tell you what, Eric, next time you do it, just record it and send it in. I actually want to see that. If we could get like a montage of people just with you shaking your fist yeah. like you do, make Cooper! Do your you best Australian accent. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody Robert C. Cooper. Love it. That'd be, oh, that'd be awesome. Written by Robert C. Cooper. Bloody Cooper. <laughs> Don't skip the episode. Just... Just bag the shit out of it. <laughs> My name's Robert. I run on the TV. <laughs> Giant bug. <laughs> we will be back next week to talk Touchstone. In the meantime, you can uh, check out all of our podcasts if you're only new to the show. SoundCloud and iTunes has them all. Just simply get into Gate. If you want to drop us a line, get into Gate at gmail.com. If you want to uh, send your own messages of support, love, or hate for Robert C. Cooper, then uh, you can grab us on the social media pages Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram simply at Get Into Gate. And questions for Reese to find out if he's been paying attention. Because we we know he, 80% of the time he's listening. Yeah. All the time. 80% of the time. All the time. <laughs> Myself, Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Maddie? Uh, at High Pitch Maddie on Instagram. Reese? I am at the Flying Gibson. And I'll leave Brendan until last because. I'm at the Can't Make Up My Mind. <laughs> at the Brendan Gibson. <laughs> Back to that one. Do you not have enough track? Well, that's, on, that's, on, on, that's on Instagram, yeah? On Instagram, yeah. At the Brendan Gibson on Instagram and Twitter at. The brand, the Bren Gibson. Because Twitter, oh, just come on, wow. Twitter, give us one extra character. Me, just <laughs> uh, let me pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? You probably could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's all play for pay for the blue tick, and Brendan can pay for more <laughs> for one extra digit. Hey, um, I always pay for an extra digit. <laughs> there we go. Wow. We'll see you back next week for Touchstone on Stargate Sundays. Touch my stone. Oh, it's a week early, mate. <laughs> We've had enough puns today. <laughs> you always come early. <laughs> <laughs> Get into geek.com